whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report, and this is Monday, December 4th, the first week of Advent in 2023. And as we celebrate the beginning of Advent and the hope that the Advent season provides to all of us in the Christian world, I wanted to say Our team, our international team today, Dr. Mike Eden and Andrea Klarich, are joining me with some messages of hope on the world stage as we look at the way in which people around the world have made the voice of the people known in no uncertain terms to their elected officials that we will not comply with tyranny. We now have four countries that have rejected the World Health Organization pandemic treaty that takes over public health control from every country in the world and sets up massive tyranny, far worse than what we already experienced under the COVID pandemic. And that is a start. It will only increase as more people and more countries stand up to the dictator Tedros and the World Health Organization in saying, no, we will not cede our sovereignty to a group of tyrants and dictators. Tedros, of course, has no medical background whatsoever and is a puppet of the Communist Party of China. So that is definitely someone who should not be in control of our public health response and taking power from the people and power from the physicians who take an oath to serve patients, not governments. And one of the most powerful announcements just recently was the newly elected prime minister of Slovakia, Robert Fico, who just gave a speech that shocked the world when he called the WHO pandemic treaty, quote, nonsense invented by greedy pharma companies, end quote. And his speech went on to totally rebut the WHO tyranny. We will have a link to his speech and Dr. William Mackis translation of the speech. Dr. Mackis was born in Slovakia, 
and still speaks the language. And he has provided an English translation in the Substack that was just released December 3rd. So we will have that available in the show notes for all of you to follow along. But this Estonia has also rejected the World Health Organization Treaty, and so did New Zealand in a surprise turn. And we have the shocking revelations from New Zealand with one of their actual official recorders of the vaccine data, turning whistleblower and releasing data confirming that the COVID shots killed people. Most of us already knew that, but the fact that this is coming from an official in the role of recording the data for New Zealand makes it even more credible than all of us who have been presenting the data from the get-go and seeing it clinically as well as in the data coming from many countries. So that's an important development as well. And then we have Dr. Yeadon is going to talk with us about the countries that have launched the CBDCs, 11 so far, and what has been the reaction there and what we can do about it. But before we get to that, I really want all of our listeners to hear the powerfully positive, hopeful news coming out of Croatia after the major international conference organized by our own Truth for Health Foundation international journalist and business advisor, Andrea Klarich, and the success of this conference in Croatia in bringing together some of the top speakers in the world on these topics in medicine, law, finance, vaccine injury, turbo cancers. It truly was incredible. And Andrea, congratulations to you for pulling it off in the in the face of incredible last minute roadblocks that your own members of parliament and the leaders tried to do to stop your conference. So give us your report. You sent an email report and I'll include some of that in the show notes, but let's, let's hear about what went on December 1st and 2nd, 2023 in your incredible conference in for parliament in Croatia. Uh, thank you, Dr. Lee, and hello to all your listeners. Well, really, I'm also uh, still excited uh, about this conference that uh, finished yesterday. And as you said, uh, well, we had a really lots of last-minute obstacles because, you know, when we prepared this conference, uh, everything went smooth because they didn't know what we are preparing one uh, parliamentary party was uh, giving me a free hands to organize everything. Uh, and finally, when we uh, send a schedule and the presenters, and when they saw the name, names like Dr. Mike Hidden, like Dr. William Makis, like Dr. Ryan Cole, uh, like uh, Dr. Weissman, well, then they get crazy because they realize what will happen in the middle of the parliament in Croatia. You know that uh, the still 
in charge in Croatia, a same party who was running this uh, COVID tyranny. But also there was the opposition parties who was supported all that. There was the only maybe few of members of parliament who were on our side. But in the meantime, uh, this community of our supporters uh, become bigger. And uh, now all of these people who want to, to, to hide away from uh, responsibility during the pandemic were atta attacking us. And then two days before conference, uh, they put lots of obstacles in front of us, try to stop the conference, try to find the mistakes uh, formally or any kind of others because it, uh, there is no law to forbid us, but they tried to find the obstacles and they couldn't because I knew that some problems will come and I accept everything. Whatever they decide and offer, I said, yes, I will. And that, that's how they reduce a number of participants. They reduce time. They reduce our polls. Uh, they cancel lunch, what we organize for, for um, presenters. And finally, they even cancel coffee. And after everything, what I accepted, they said, okay, this is the event of the high risk. Can you imagine that you have event of high risk in the middle of parliament? If there is a high risk, then you shouldn't organize it. It's parliament, it's not street. But they try to do anything. And when, when we came first day, that, this is something very interesting. We came in first day and uh, the chief of guard of the parliament called me on a meeting. And he explained me all the details of what we can do and we cannot do. And I accepted and said, okay, we will do it. And finally, personally, he came out and said, look, I'm not vaccinated, not my my wife, nobody here of the guards are not vaccinated. We support you 100%, but you know, we get from outside that we have to uh, do these things and, uh, and we will help you as much as we can, but we cannot do it. But we will support you because we want to show them that we are different from them than he means about parliament, members of parliament who are really criticize us. You know, that and, must have been very heartwarming, Andrea, uh -huh. when you learned yeah. that they really supported you and they were between a rock and a hard place. You know, that tells me that there are people in law enforcement who are trying to do the right thing. We've been trying to reach people like that in this country to say, look, you took an oath to serve the people of your community, not carry out tyranny. And so I'm, I'm actually very encouraged to hear you tell that story about the guards. I think that says a lot about where the non-compliance, peaceful disobedience can make headway. Yes. And then, of course, uh, day before conference, they start to attack us personally. They call us uh, flat earther, conspiracy theorists, uh, anti-vaxxers, and they attack us uh, at homini, of course. Uh, they put everywhere my pictures from the protest two years ago, 
and they attack Dr. Ryan Cole, uh, Dr. Merrill Ness, uh, they attack William Mackis, uh, who else, Dr. McKeedon. They told that whatever they say was a lie, misinformation, and they have proof. And of course, always they are spreading information from other newspapers, mainstream. But that brought us lots of attention. And first time in a three and a half years, we had a press conference where all media came, mainstream and not mainstream. All of them were there and took statements from uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, Dr. Michael Palmer, Dr. David Bell, Dr. Ryan Cole. And, uh, well, it was really amazing because in all news for two days, there was uh, reports from parliament and these people were in the first role and telling statements. And it was ne neutral. It was not against us. They had to show it's neutral because you cannot hide it. And this is first time in three and a half year. And... Uh, we also saw comments below the old articles. More than 95% of comments were in our favor. Everybody really realized in Croatia that this pandemic and everything around this pandemic was a huge mistake and was done on purpose. And now finally we came in mainstream and offered to people real truth. And uh, now I know already because I'll calculate from all kind of uh, uh, platforms who was who was um, emitting this show that around one million people saw this until now, but it will continue because I had I was a guest in one show, and four hundred thousand people saw me in live, and they had the chance to call and connect to the show. And all comments were positive. Not single one was negative. And all people supported. And they are aware what happened. They know about these turbo cancers. They know about this contamination of DNA and plasmids DNA and SV40. Uh, they know that this we have excess deaths uh, and also a lowest birth rate in history. And people are realize that the vaccine is uh, the reason. And finally, now uh, this discussion in the uh, social media and also in the public space came out after they thought, and I know for sure they thought that we will forget about it. That is not topic anymore, and we will now go in other direction. Beside that. A uh, very important topic was WHO and uh, new treaty and international health regulation. And I had the chance to say that Slovakia, Estonia, and New Zealand rejected. And now all people in Croatia knows that they are rejected. And I spoke with members of parliament and they told me that next week they're open discussion about this. They'll ask our minister of health about contamination of plasmids in DNA, is it true and how we can check? Then they will ask him, what about this treaty? We want to discuss in the parliament about conditions. And for sure, they will ask also question, is it possible, of course, to put cash money 
in our constitution because there was a presentation of central bank digital currency and we know that euro is going in digital currency exactly central bank digital currency and croatia is a member of eurozone that means we don't have any influence on uh, in our monetary policy and uh, european central bank openly said they are continuing with this process all these topics will be in the next weeks in the parliament i hope before a winter pause because uh, after 15th of December, people usually uh, have uh, Parliament has one month of uh, pause. But uh, our elections are in the first quarter of next year. That means in not more than four months. And now I think we open possibility to di to discuss and to become topic of parliamentary elections for the next year. And uh, I'm really, really satisfied with everything, what happened there. I was very satisfied because they try everything to stop us. And that's for me a sign that we're doing a good job. After that, we had conference in the hotel. There was debate, discussion, great discussion, uh, great comments. And all of these things, we, we of course, tape it and we will re release it in next days to whole world to see when all this clever and independent without conflict of interest people came together and discussed about huge global problems that can be really good platform for building up something new in the future because everybody is aware of danger what we are facing with new treaty and with control central bank digital currency. I have to call it control digital currency in the future because central means control. We have now have uh, digital money already, but it's decentralized. And that's the big difference. Uh, and uh, we are aware that very soon, and I think Mike will talk about this a little later, very soon, all people will uh, realize what could happen, especially when we know now that the European Union approved digital wallet. In Croatia, we already have a digital ID from the 1st of June 2021. And that means anything what we need is digital money. And then we have everything in a place for any kind of future, for example, uh, uh, international concerns or uh, some uh, events with, with international concerns, they can use these tools to uh, bring a new kind of uh, tyranny because of some, well, global problems. Well, well, yes, and actually the tyranny goes to everything that you buy, what foods you'll be allowed to purchase based on climate goals and all of this crazy mm nonsense about protecting the climate by stopping eating meat, which is ludicrous. And every single aspect of our lives can be controlled by pro once they have programmable money that prevents you from buying gas to travel, buying certain types of food, prevents you from buying airline tickets, whatever they decide they want to control. 
you're a sitting duck. And I know, Dr. Eaton, you have very strong thoughts about this because you're already seeing it unfold. You want to add any comments on that? Yes, certainly. I, I agree with, with both of you that um, there is no legitimate reason, folks, for introduction of central bank digital currencies. At the moment, we whilst we use money that we regard as, as digital, at the moment it's distributed. So you'll, you'll have a bank card, uh, and every time you make a transaction, the important thing to know is that the, the vendor, the merchant's computer only checks, is this customer good for the transaction? And if the bank says, yes, that's okay, then your your purchase will go through. It's only once a day that those uh, all these peripheral banks will reconcile. They do reconciliation overnight to their national central bank. That means they can't ban your individual purchases because they don't know what they are. But if you have CBDC, you will bank with the Federal Reserve or you will bank with the ECB or Bank of England. And provided they have the computing power, as you said, Dr. Lee, they can stop you buying gasoline or any category. And I remember um, Catherine um, Austin Fitz pointing out that they could program it so that, for example, your card won't work or your money won't work if you're more than a given radius from your registered abode. And isn't that geofencing? Isn't that 15-minute cities? So if you were 20 miles from home, you might have as much digital money as you as you like, but the computer would say, no, you're outside of your radius, and it would decline the transaction. So, yeah. Yeah, it's creating a digital prison. It's, 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 a digital it's absolutely prison. creating a digital prison because if you no longer have any control over how and where you spend your money, then effectively you're in prison. Yeah, and I would say alongside the wonderful you know, U.S. Constitution in which you have certain inalienable rights, for example, freedom of expression. I'm not sure whether it mentions anywhere, it certainly doesn't in Britain, mention anywhere your right to transact with money that is legally yours. So we don't have that right. And well, we do in the Constitution. There you go. It, but we, so we, we don't have it. And so um, if, if, if the government of Britain, for example, decides to roll out the central bank digital currency, we all bank with the central bank and there's no cash. That's the key thing that have to withdraw cash. Then it's exactly, as you say, a digital prison, digital tyranny. And we're not we're not going to put up with this. What we're going to do maybe later, I should talk about this, but there are things that I would urge listeners to, to be, begin to be doing. So, you, Well, you let's talk about that in the second half. Yeah. And all Andrea... Right. You had at your conference the Catherine Austin Fitz and Dr. Richard Werner. So what did they have to say about all of this in their presentations, some of which have been given, some of which were recorded and were cut out, but you know what they've said. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved 
and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Maybe we... Maybe well, we'll Andrea has, has indicated that these recordings will be available. I'm sorry. I'm and here. so um, go ahead. What did uh, Catherine Austin Fitz say about these very points at the Croatia conference? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, main point, as I said, it's uh, that uh, there is no necessity to have a central bank digital currency. This digital currency, what we have already, it's digital, the part that we are using through account, we have alternative as a cash. But this digital money is already serving the purpose. We can easy transact, we can pay, there is no limitation, there is no necessity, there is no any advantages uh, with the central bank digital currency, except what uh, one of the members, I think it's, he's the president of Minnesota, um, Minneapolis Central Bank, United States, uh, I, I cannot spell his name, but he said that there is no necessity, except if you want to control everything, control all transactions like they're doing in China. Mm-hmm. And they are admitting for example, this Carstens, who is the president of BIS, that's Bank for International Settlement, he said, now we don't know where you spend your money and for which purpose. With the central bank digital currency, we will have completely control. And they won't control. They are not, they're not denying. They are telling the truth. We just don't listen and we don't take it seriously. Uh, money, digital money serves only to control people. Can you imagine now when you have a new pandemic and people like, for example, Justin Trudeau and possibility that you can stop transactions from each account in moment that somebody do not comply? What do you think? Are they going to use this tool? For, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course they are. Yes. And uh, that is... Yeah, and I, I, so not only do these, they are lunatics, you know, they're, they're genuinely insane. As you said, the, uh, the people who are very knowledgeable tell us, and we agree, this is a solution to a problem that doesn't exist, except tyrants want complete control of your life, because that's what it amounts to. But you know, as a biologist, as a, a veteran of drug discovery, who has been crying out for years that these so-called vaccines are intentionally harmful, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think they're going to do when you are locked into doing what they tell you? What I'm, I'm telling you what they're going to do. They're going to make you get jabbed as a condition of being able to continue to use your money. They're going to murder people. It's as serious as that. It's as serious as that. It's not just freedom versus tyranny. It's life versus, you know, Satanism. It's shocking. Well, it's life versus death. It's yeah, life versus what, death. Because if you, if you cannot buy food, if you cannot choose to buy supplements to improve your health or prescription medicines to improve your health, you can't choose anything about how you spend your money, then no, ultimately no. that's death. 
Yeah. And so I'm, let's I'm, take a break at this point and we'll come back and talk more about this and what people can do about it. And I, we have some, I have some closing words I'd like to share with everyone as we go into the season of hope and Advent and what we can do. So we'll focus on that in the second half. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. Check out our website at www.truthforhealth.org. And if you've gotten the COVID shot, fill out our vaccine injury report and we will contact you to help you find medical and legal resources to help you if you've been injured. And also, don't forget to check out our store, www.truthforhealthstore.com, where we have exclusive professional formulas and highly qualified and helpful nutritional products to improve your health and well-being. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report, where we are bringing some hopeful news from the international scene in Europe with countries of Eastern Europe who lived under tyranny and communism and escaped that in their search for independence in the recent decades, particularly Croatia, who you've been hearing Andrea present the Croatian conference, and also hopeful messages from countries that where people are saying no to central bank digital currency. And we, we really want all of you to realize the power of the people to say no is what all of us need to be doing now. We do not have to be controlled by a few global elites who have the delusional idea that they should decide our lives, our future, our freedom, our health choices, the way we spend our money, where we travel. It's, it's absolutely a delusional belief. And a delusion, medically, is a fixed, false belief out of contact with reality. People like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and all of the other global elites, Anthony Fauci, and every single one of them trying to make decisions for all of us, we the people around the world, have this delusion, fixed false belief out of contact with reality, that they are the ones to control every aspect of our life. And that is simply delusional. They are mentally ill in that delusion, out of contact with reality. The reality is each of us are created in the image of God as free human beings with our ability to exercise free will and choice in our lives. And we have that God-given right from the moment of conception. And it is our right to choose to exercise 
to live our lives as we determine it in accordance with God's purpose for our unique life. Each of us is a unique creation. So remember that. Dr. Yaden, you had some ideas for what people can do to say no. Yeah, certainly I do. Uh, so I'm I'm deadly serious at the extent of the threat. I've not been someone in my professional life who would be known as a conspiracy theorist. As I often say, there is a conspiracy. There's nothing theoretical about it. And a group of you know, powerful lunatics want to gain complete control over you. And in my, my opinion, they, they will use these um, uh, false vaccines to injure and kill people if we let them. So... We know we're in trouble when you see uh, a government or, or a supranational body taking power to the centre, because that that's always really very frightening. Uh, and they always do it on the grounds of um, for the greater good, you know, for the good of the greater society. But what is wonderful about the West and in particular America is we recognise the, the primacy of the individual. It's never OK even for a majority, to crush an individual. That's what they propose to do through centralization, centralization of communication, of money, uh, supply chains, and, and so on. I think what we need to do individually is not only to speak out and continue to speaking out and not complying, is to take some preparative steps that whatever you can do, um, I'm not giving financial advice, but I think it would be very wise to convert some of your fiat dollars, pounds, euros to uh, things that the Romans would have recognized. So silver coins, gold coins, whatever, have something so that you buy yourself some time to orientate in the event there is a deliberate induced disaster. And then they, what they do is they spring something fearful on you and make you comply or else. That's how psychopaths and bullies operate. So make sure you've got something that gives you personal control outside of the the centralized system that could be it could be gold silver if you're if you're inclined this way then cryptocurrencies are also uh, very interesting um but in addition then to storing and using money in a decentralized uh, fashion it's also very important um to have uh, considered what will you do for communications if we are told that you know the internet's a dangerous place and will only let you on it if you can identify yourself. I've that's certainly being talked of, is being talked of right now, but it's BS. The internet is a series of switches and and wires. You can join it, uh, and you can do so anonymously. Uh, again, I don't sell anything, uh, but I've heard of and seen various suppliers of what are called de-googled de-googled phones. And they're ordinary devices. There are legitimate companies selling them. They're not legal. It just means that the state cannot monitor you at every at every moment. You can have these. So they only connect to the Internet via Wi-Fi if you want using VPNs, which are a, a kind of uh, way of disguising where you are. Why should you not? If you're a law abiding person, evade this evil controlling hand of the state. And there are more things. But I would say. Uh, decentralized communications and decentralized you know, money are, are a very good start. And I would urge each of you to, to be giving consideration over that in, in the run-up to Christmas with a view to acting. 
Well, I think I you're exactly one. right. And actually, along that line, surviving the economic collapse, there is a wonderful book based on the firsthand experience of the 2001 economic collapse in Argentina, written mm-hmm. by Fernando Furfal, F-E-R-F-A-L, Aguirre. And he was a young man in 2001, tried to protect his family. And Argentina's economic collapse was devastating. There was anarchy, looting, and uh, people being robbed for food. It was a terrible, terrible time in Argentina. And he found ways to survive with very practical steps, kept his family, his young family alive. This book I found when we were in Argentina in 2005, as they were slowly coming out of the damage from that economic collapse. And we were facing economic collapse in the United States in 2008 and 2009 in the financial crisis that many will remember when Obama took office in 2009. And that was a devastating time in the United States as well. And and I actually bought the book then. And there are tons of practical strategies. So I highly recommend it. It's available still on Amazon in a paperback book as well as a workbook. Surviving the Economic Collapse, the Modern Survival Manual by Fernando Furfall Aguirre, A-G-U-I-R-R-E. Many, many practical steps. And actually, I have personally implemented many of them myself, learning from what he had to share. It goes to the points you were making, Dr. Eden. And Andrea, you lived under communism in Croatia when there were shortages of food and you had little freedom to decide to purchase what you wanted to purchase. And many times there weren't even things available to purchase. So you had practical steps that helped you survive that. Could you share some of those, your thoughts with our listeners today? Yeah, that was in eighties. I remember I was young, but I remember my family was, we had a chance to drive car every second day. And there was a day when we was without electricity and gas. Uh, we had to calculate, for example, uh, different parts of, of uh, capital town was without gas and electricity for few hours a day. And uh, of course, we didn't have nothing from the import. And that means all domestic products, what we had. On Fortune, you know, a tradition from Yugoslavia and also Croatia, we were agricultural countries. Uh, our uh, part uh, by name of Slavonia was so rich with agriculture that we can feed half of Europe. And that time we had really uh, huge uh, uh, society of agricultural producers and I know from the first hand because I was in this business for 18 years exactly 24 but 18 is directly production I had my own land orchards and I produced 
and we we had a strong community and we could buy food yeah. from any one of them and uh, there is no shortage for people who organize themselves uh, but yeah. now we are facing in this moment in croatia we had a we have huge crisis with swine that calling uh, african swine plague and yeah. they are killing all healthy animals and sick animals if you find one sick animal then you kill all of them in this farm you know and this is just like, criminal to sacrifice animal life like that they've done it with the poultry flocks mm. and cattle That's right. in the united states it's just it's truly evil yeah. to uh, it is it is my, in my opinion in my opinion they're using uh, the same trick uh, on farmers that they used on people they'll adopt yep. a test that's inappropriate and then come back and say you know we found rna dna of some infectious disease and the fleet the flock has to go or the herd has to go in other words it's cheating it's lying so it is I, you're absolutely you right just don't believe that you get these convenient uh, waves of disease coming through then it's all part unfortunately of a multi-year plan and, and andrea has uh, just highlighted how they can make life really difficult for us so some preparation i i swear that the the best form of defense as it were is not attack but it's to sidestep whatever you think they're going to do put yourself in a great position to not have to panic and to maintain independence um yeah thank you yes absolutely and you know we have in our crisis we have big protest uh, of these producers uh, they have blockaded the country now and uh, I told them publicly they asked me about this case just last Friday on the television show and I told them that, look we have a European commission who is publicly say that we need to eat less meat and they offer to uh, farmers from Netherlands to cut their production to half and we know that the Netherlands is second biggest agriculture exporter in the world. Can you imagine what will happen when this kind of production will be cut to half? At the same time, it's happening in Croatia. And I said, how can I trust that they want us to have swine production in a moment when they say we need to eat less meat because we have to save our planet? Mm. No, they are using the situation with the African plague to destroy all production of of uh, uh, swines. Why? Because they want us to eat less meat or they want to us eat to die. artificial I think meat. They want, I think they want us to actually be starved, Andrea. They do. I'm really, it yeah, is I think a, that's a starvation they've done this before. agenda. They've done this before. Look at what happened in China and in Russia in the 20th century. And I don't know, scores of people were starved to death and this is, they're the same people, I think, or the descendants of the diabolical minds that, that did those things, uh, I think, want to have their evil way on the 21st century. Uh, I think in Eastern Europe, you're more likely to realize it because <laughs> you know you shouldn't trust elected politicians. We in the West, I think we're just, uh, and I was the same. Uh, I believe these books like Francis Fukuyama's End of History that It'll always be liberal democracy forever. You don't need to get involved in politics. It'll be in the middle. 
It's just not true. And we've the I, the phrase I love is that every piece of sovereignty that we, the public, leave will be seized by tyrants. It's a great phrase, and it's exactly what has happened. So yeah, don't let them don't let them kill your flock. I know it's very difficult. It may be illegal for you to protest, but for every resource that you have stolen from you, if you can, you should replace it in some other way, you know, so that you're not, they don't achieve their objectives. Well, that's right. And I, I really hope that we will see more of the farmers and the ranchers and the poultry and, and pig producers communities stand up against this tyranny it is it is just abhorrent and evil to slaughter these animals under the pretext that there's a disease and they use a false test and they are doing it deliberately to curtail the food supply to cause food shortages to cause death and starvation so all of you listening do your part in your community to help wake up the world. And as we wrap up today's show, I really do want to leave you with some thoughts that go back to the French Revolution. And some of you that have seen the movie Les Miserables will remember the song, Do You Hear the People Sing?, and I think from Croatia to Slovakia to New Zealand to Argentina that just elected a conservative anti-globalist president against all odds and the other Estonia, the other countries that have stood up to the WHO tyranny and the people in Croatia supporting the conference that Andrea just organized people across America who are rallying to take back our country. I think the words of the song, Do You Hear the People Sing, are ones that I'd like to close with today and remind you, this is the season of Advent. It is the time when Christ came into the world to bring his light, his peace, his love, his hope into the darkness and the evil that existed in that time. And it is rampant in our time today. So listen to these words and think about your choice and whether you will take a stand. Will you join in our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Beyond the barricade, there's a world you long to see. Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing? Singing a song of angry men. It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums. There is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. And tomorrow for all of us will come when we, the people of the world, decide 
we will not be slaves to the global elites. We will not allow Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and all of the others to take away our money, our free speech, our freedom to think, our freedom to live our lives as we choose, and we will not let them continue to poison us with the poison shots, poisoning our food, and poisoning the environment, and killing off our food supply. We, the people, are created by God, not government or globalist. The G is a capital G for God, and we stand against the globalist who seek to destroy God's gift of our lives. We shall overcome this tyranny. There are millions more of us than there are of them. We outnumber them. Stand against evil. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, standing against the evil of the Nazi regime in World War II, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Join our crusade. Sign up for our email newsletters. Be part of the solution in your community and in the world around you. And together, we will all shine our light into the darkness of the evil that threatens to take our lives. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for joining us.